Hello, 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 and you're very hello. welcome back to <laughs> Echoes in here. You're very welcome back to Green Cows Don't Fly, and here we are again in the green room. And and as always, here's B. Hello, B. Hello, that was quite the hello, 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 hello. Almost like yodel. You obviously thought you were probably at home, so there was a bit of yodeling going on there. Well, I tried that last week or whenever that was, and yeah. couldn't do it. We need, we need to put echo on there for yodeling, because you have to echo across the valleys, don't you? Yodeling, yodeling, yodeling. Do you know, you know uh, yeah, whatever. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> not everybody in Switzerland yodels. Is Are you sure? Show. Yes. Well, well, it's the same way. Not everybody in Ireland says, ah, oh, Jesus, it's top of the morning to you, sir. That's a fine day. Nobody, no Irish people say that. That's another. Do you know, cliche. I didn't understand a word of that. Ah, well, it's you know, that's sort of that's Hollywood bog Irish man. Ah, sort oh. tis, tis a fine day. Nobody talks like that in Ireland either. Putting dodgy cliches aside, look, that's Brian. Oh, he's just um, yeah coming in. Off. Yeah. God, dear, yellow trousers, bloody hell. <laughs> Where do these actor people get these these clothes from? Do you think? It's an old gentleman's costumiers. The wardrobe department and it's just keeping it. They probably nicked it, yeah, you're probably right. Off a film in 1961 or something. Going to turn up in some sort of Shakespearean armour soon. Yeah. Hello, Brian. Hello, Brian. Lovely trousers. Yes, I borrowed them from Gerald as he doesn't need them today. They're a little snug in places, yet I feel they have a certain something. Uh, What do you mean he doesn't need them today? Yeah, do you share them? Yes. <laughs> it's like flat sharing and trouser sharing. <laughs> yeah, what happens if you both need them on the same day? You both go to an audition. <laughs> or one leg each. Laugh all you want. But these are Savile Row. <laughs> oh, do you know I've done that? No, not quite that, but I've, I've swapped trousers. Oh, I went to Italy many, many years ago when I was a teenager. With yeah. other teenagers, weren't we, school? Oh, right, um, yeah. And you are in Milano. Milano. And this is Milano. And there's this big, um, what do you call it, cathedral type thing. And uh, you couldn't go in with shorts. Ah, right. obviously Catholic and all the rest of it. Oh, right, OK, yes, yes. Not expose your skin. Right. Because, you know, God didn't create skin. So no, um, no. It'd have been well miffed <laughs> off. People's exactly. legs were on show. Oh, dear. So, yeah, so I had shorts. Um, but the guys we went with, they had long jeans. Right. <laughs> the only way for me to get in and look at that cathedral was to swap. Right, we did. So <laughs> we were in the middle of the square swapping trousers. Oh, no. That's probably so, worse. Oh, it probably was. So I, um, I swapped trousers with this bloke who was sort of my size. <laughs> he wore on my shorts till I came out. Oh, <laughs> In the middle but, of the square there. Yeah. Well, they weren't yellow hot pants, were they? No, they were just jeans. Uh, mine were just oh, mine, mine were just normal, just sort of like black, of you girly shorts. In your pair of jeans and had wearing like yellow hot pants or something. No, it was just inappropriate. Normal black little, you know, cloth, cloth shorts. I told you, didn't I? I told you I missed out on a pair of jeans on yes, eBay. Yes, you did. Yeah, we'll not go there though, right? No. <laughs> Don't buy trousers secondhand. Well, you pointed out. You pointed out some of the. Them. Yeah, well, you pointed out some of the potential. <laughs> Pitfalls, uh, but you know, look at you know, there's look at there's a whole sort of range of people buying in charity shops. So you know, fumigate them. That's the answer. <laughs> we'll cut out the relevant bits. And oh yeah, oh, god, yeah. Well, that's a different sort of. Oh god, yeah. Well, we're, we're rambling. We're rambling. We're rambling. Just getting on. Well, let's get on. Um, yeah. Chapter six. Right. I think. Okay. And Brian's not reading. I'm reading. Yes, it's your turn today, isn't it? Marvelous. 
It is, but you remember, you need to do the boys. Oh, yes, okay. And thanks to your colour-coded script, what could possibly go wrong? (laughs) Everything. Chapter 6. The farce hall reopened. (laughs) That's worrying, isn't it? It is. That's worrying in itself. (laughs) Press on quickly. They're in the loft. The questers, that is. Or should it be the questers that are? Oh, who cares? It's hot up here. Grandolf, Bob, Pristina and Ologia are gathered around the jigsaw of Zabadak and they're sweating. Crazel is standing there too, but he's facing the wrong way. For privacy putting on a pair of pants and a T-shirt, having flung his hospital gown into a corner. Pristina and Ologia are pulling lemon faces, having seen his naked body. Oh dear, sounds awful. Mm. <laughs> Poor Gilmore. <laughs> Why hasn't he gotten changed before? I mean, surely a night has gone past, so he yeah. would have gotten to bed and then put his hospital gown back on. You would have thought so. I, I did wonder about that, but, you know, it's, perhaps he's just, you know, lazy. Kinky and, and thinks yeah, it's funny. Yeah, 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 probably. Some sort of... Whatever. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Well, you can never tell in these things because it's a bit of a law unto itself, isn't it? Well, yes. Uh, Right. Not like Scarchall, they say in unison, just as Crazel buttons up his trousers. Pristina adds, He doesn't wear underwear. I don't blame him, though. It's stifling up here. Oloja adds, I miss Scarchall. Pristina looks sullen. And I miss Elvis. Did you know he may still be alive? There's a lot of evidence that he's not dead after all. Crazel turns around. Yeah, like what? Like he's been seen. Yeah, like where? Like in toast. <laughs> That's pristine. He always turns you. up in toast, doesn't he? Just can yeah. I just, just it's always toaster on somebody's skirting board, a patch of dust on people's skirting boards, isn't it? Or coffee as well, coffee or coffee, or coffee bean, yeah. That reminds me of that thing we read that time. Didn't we find a cornflake the shape of some yes, American state or something sold on eBay for throwing three farms? Was, it, was, it, was it a state? Was it, it was a state? I can't remember. It was a state. It was like something Illinois or Oregon or something. I can't remember anyway. Yeah, but most cornflakes look like some state of some sort of country. They do, or crisps. All of it sort of jagged edged and. Yeah. But they are. But exactly, well, funny borders they've got in America. Very straight ones, aren't they? Some of the states are just like. Looks like they've turned it into a grid. Not like our counties. Not like our counties here. We've got good wiggly lines. Proper wiggly lines. With wiggly line counties. That's what we've got. That's what a county needs. (laughs) Wiggly lines. Anyway. Hmm. (laughs) Uh, Toast. Like in toast. That's pristine for you. Her shopping trolley is beside her and filled with blackcurrant wine. Mm. Their new hippie friend... What's his name? Moonshine? No. Mongoose? No. <coughs> Moonbeam? Yes, that's it. Moonbeam something or another. He's dawning. sitting there. Dawning, that's right. <laughs> He's sitting there in a lotus position, fanning himself with a beer mat, and he's admiring the jigsaw. He's wearing a daisy chain around his head and big John Lennon sunglasses on his nose. And he's smoking pot. He points at the puzzle. Cool flowers, man. I like geraniums, especially the rainbow-coloured ones. 
Pristina studies the jigsaw picture, sweat trickling down her cheeks. Well, there aren't any rainbow-coloured geraniums on there. Yes, Luke, they are. They're singing. Grandolf glowers at him. Put that joint out or I'll rip it from your fingers. Moonbeam stops it out. Hey, peace, man. It's so hot in the loft. Peace. Oh, so who's great? Grandolf's Grandolf. great, is it? Peace. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this kind Grand- of thing wouldn't go wrong. It, you know, it's, it's fails you. <laughs> Peace. You have a little, I don't know, notepad saying which (laughs) which colours home. I should have electrodes attached to me, you know, different sort of voltages for different voices. Electrocute you every time you get it wrong. (laughs) No, you got it wrong. Let's try again. Peace. That's kind of Crazel mixed with Grandolf. Oh, sorry. Peace. Grandolf raises an eyebrow. You can say that. Oh, sorry. You can say that to the bastards who are invading holographia. He takes off his cravat and undoes and undoes the top two buttons of his shirt. Now, Bob, how do we open the farce hole? He rolls up the sleeves of his tweed jacket. I'm getting overtaxed here. Like I said, says Bob, we take that piece in the middle out. That one. He points at it, which is helpful. But I have to warn you, removing it can leave earth at risk. Once the farce hole is open again... Any Tom, Dick, any Tom, Dick, and Space, any Tom, Dick, and Space Harry can come here and wreak havoc. And there are many species who will want to. You're struggling there, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Christ, there's another line coming up here. Grandolf nods, deep in thought. In that case, the last person through must pull the puzzle piece back and put it into the puzzle. I'm not going through it last. Alosia. I'm not going through it first, Pristina. Oh, I'm seriously not... <laughs> oh, I'm seriously thinking I won't go through it at all. It's Mrs Gubbins, the cleaner. Where did she come from, is anyone's guess. But here she is, with a mop and bucket. Crazel says... Don't worry, <laughs> we'll send Moonbeam first. He did such a grand job with that blog of... Ahem... <laughs> Grandolf coughs and puts his hand on his hips. No, he didn't. Twas I who killed the Blargog. Don't you dare give this doped-up Mr. Woodstock here any credit. Peace, man, says Moonbeam. His tie-dye shirt is sticking to his back. The daisy chain on his head has gone limp and a bit askew from the heat. I can't wait to find out who will go through at last, says Mrs. Gubbins as she dunks, to mop, as she dunks the mop into the water bucket. And with a splash, swish, swish, splash, swish, she scrubs up a dried patch of spilt currant wine, black currant wine. Someone made a mess here a few months ago. Bob sparkles. I'm going first. It's my homeland. Aloja raises her sword. Then I'll go through second. Bob needs a warrior by his side, and when he arrives, there could be all sorts of creatures waiting for us. Thank you, Aloja. All right, let's sort sort out the rest of the jumping order. And remember, whoever goes last must pull the puzzle piece back in place straight away and without fail. Do you know that will be much better, Mrs Gubbins? Yeah. That will be quite a good Mrs Gubbins. Oh, yeah, no, it started going into the realms of Monty Python. Hello! (laughs) What's happening? (laughs) 
I'm sorry, you, you are Mrs. Gubbins. It was made for yeah, you. I'm stuck. You've got to stick with that now. You shouldn't have done it. You shouldn't have done it so well. I didn't do it well, that's the problem. Yeah, we've got Bob here. <laughs> anyway. Bob's accent seems to change every week. Yeah, he's a bit... He he's a bit... He's a, well, you know, good God. Uh, right, where are we now? Um, um, oh, yeah, I've got a double line the, again. They're sorting the jump, jumping order. Yes. Well, so... Puzzle piece making straight away with that fail. Yes, yes, we know that. Says Crazel, ogling Mrs. Gubbins as she mops around him, <laughs> asking him to first live. No <laughs> one's safe. No one's safe with this guy. <laughs> exactly. Ogling Mrs. Gubbins as she mops around him, asking him to first lift one foot and then the other to clean underneath him. He quickly realises she could be his mother. Bob continues. The longer the fast howlers open. Eh? The longer the fast howlers open, the bigger the risk to hurt. He wipes his holographic sweat beads from his forehead. Yes, yes, we know that too, says Crazel again. Come on, Bob. Tell us something we don't know. And for God's sake, someone please open a window. I'm dying here. Peace, man. <laughs> sort off, you happy. Snorts Crazel. I'm very much at peace. Ever since my near-death experience in Brighton, I'm as peaceful as hell. So go away and find yourself an inner daisy. Find yourself an inner daisy? <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> you wrote that. Find your inner daisy. I suppose it's like find oh, your yeah. inner oh, child. Oh, 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 sorry, I got it wrong. Sorry, correct. So go, right, I'll try this line again. I'm very much at peace. Ever since my near-death experience in Brighton, I'm as peaceful as hell. So go away and find your inner daisy. Have you found your inner daisy? I have, frequently. <laughs> I have to say, Mrs. Gubbins stunks and brings out her mop. It would be a lot more peaceful if you all just went through the farce hole in one go. She starts cleaning around all over Lift your foot, love. Thank you. And the other. By the way, you've got a bit of rust on your armour. Grandolf raises a hand. Quieten down, children. Oh, they're they're all quiet. That's a stage direction. That's not a line, is yeah, it? That's, right. uh, yeah, that's me. Right, I'll right. right. try it again. I'll do. Quieten down, children. No, I've gone into crazy. <laughs> Quieten down, children. They're all quieten. Now, who wants to do the honours going last? Not me. I'm first. Bob. Not me. I'm second. Olozia. Not me. I'm not good at doing puzzles. Pristina shudders. Really? Oh, starts Crazel. It's not exactly hard. All you have to do is put one piece into the hole. He sniggers. Love, man. Make love, not war. Would you mind standing up, sir, so I can clean the floor there? Moonbeam stands up and moves to the side. Pristina wags her finger at Crazel. You do it then, you go last. No can do, sweet cakes. I'm following a logia. Grandolf can do it. It's his quest. Who's green? Grandolf. My quest, I'm not... <laughs> my quest, I'm not responsible for the war in another world. Peace, man. Sir, could you be a hologram over there for a moment? I need to clean this area now. Pristina wiggles her shoulder, giving it a bit of attitude. Well then, everyone, who do you suggest? And no, we certainly don't want Moonbeam going through it. Moonbeam frowns. Why not? Pristina wrinkles her face. I mean, look at you. You're wearing tie-dye. Peace, woman. Oh, don't you peace, woman, me. 
Lift your foot, please, darling. Swish. And the other. Swish. Thank you. Bob bleeps. Shut up, everyone. Concentrate. <laughs> the quicker we get out of this baking hot loft, the better. Mrs. Gobbins stops mopping. Um, question? She stares. I know this isn't my business, but how can the last person jump through the hole and put the puzzle piece back into the puzzle? This is a very good... Yeah, she's more to her and meets the eye, isn't it? There is, isn't there? She's a bit clever. She's listening in the background. Yes, I can just... I can see her. She's probably got a flag on the go. Got one of those sort of scarves tied on her hair as well with her mop. Yeah, maybe a little bottle of whiskey in her. A little bit of flask. flask. Yes, he's one of these people hears everything and just blends into the background. A spy. Is she a spy, do you think? She might turn she out to be a be. spy. Could, could be a double agent. You never know with this, do you? She may be um, Barbage. No, Barbage died. Well, did she, though? Crazy, didn't. Anything goes in this madness. Anyway. Mm, sorry to interrupt. <clears throat> yes. <clears throat> I know this isn't my business, but how can the last person jump through the hole and put the piece back into the puzzle. Surely the moment they jump, they'll be sucked into the hole straight away, still holding the piece. And if they put the piece in the hole first, the hole closes and then they can't jump. Everyone scratches their head. Their own head, that is. Good point, says Grandolf. Someone must make a sacrifice and stay behind. Not me, I'm coming. I'm coming too. I'm bleeping having to go. Bleep. I'm, <laughs> I'm not staying in the shade hole of a pub. <laughs> Oi. If you're going, I'm going. Struggling <laughs> <laughs> there on you. It's a foreign quick succession. What are you trying to do with me here? <laughs> <sighs> Mrs. Gubbins stops them with a wave of a mop. I can't remember how I did her. Nasal, nasal, think nasal. How about you all go and I close the farce hole? You do that for us? Of course. I'll never finish cleaning this loft with you all standing around. I still have to do the gents, which is in a shit state. Then there's the mess behind the bar, and I could have gone home an hour ago. That's sorted then. They stand in a straight line in front of the puzzle. Bob, then Aloja, Moonbeam, so he can say, Peace, ma'am. Shoot their land in the midst of an enemy camp, Crazel, then Pristina, and finally Grandolf. Mrs. Gubbins dips her mop in a water bucket, squeezes it out, and starts cleaning the far end of the loft. Grandolf frowns. Um, Mrs. Gubbins, now might be the best time to. Uh... Don't worry, you just go ahead and do what you need to do. I'll continue cleaning right up until I'm needed. I really need to get this finished. But as soon as it's the last person's turn, I'll come right over and place the piece back into the puzzle. It's called time management. We'd prefer if you were poised and ready. I am mopping poised and ready. Bob sparkles. Actually, Mrs. Gubbins, it would be best if you were also too. It would be best. Oh, sorry. Actually, Mrs. Gubbins, it would be best if you were also the one to open the farce hole. That way, you already have the puzzle piece and know where it is. Grandolf adds. And I'll happily pay for the overtime. Well then, of course. She puts them up, down. Right, where? Which is the piece? That one. She fingers the piece from the puzzle and whoosh, the wormhole opens. 
Pristina gasps. Oh, look, it's just like a vertical lake. There you go. Mrs. Gubbins bends down to pick up the moth, exposing her pink polka dot knickers and then dunks the mop and resumes cleaning. Ah, Mrs. Gubbins. Don't worry. Splish, splosh, left, right, left. I'm poised, poised and ready. Have a good trip. Everyone sighs. Now that the fart hole is open, they have to get on with it. Bob picks up his holland emitter and hop, he jumps through the wormhole. He's gone. Alosia readies her sword and hop, she jumps into the wormhole. She's gone. Moonbeam throws his daisy chain in the air and shouts, Freedom! And hop, he jumps into the wormhole. He's gone. Crazel shouts, Alien girls, here I come! And hop, he jumps into the wormhole. He's <laughs> you gone. Like you enjoyed that, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> New horizons and all that. <laughs> Pristina grabs her shopping trolley. She's not leaving that behind. And hop, she jumps into the wormhole and she's gone. Grandolf buttons up his shirts, puts on his cravat while thinking. Oh, shit. I hope my superpowers work over there. And hop, he jumps into the wormhole. He's gone. The last thing he sees as he vanishes amongst the star is Mrs. Gubbins putting the puzzle piece in her pocket and going back to cleaning the floor. Well, what a chapter that was, a bit of a cliffhanger. Do you reckon Mrs Gubbins is all there? Well, she's certainly got the um, puzzle piece now in her pocket. Is she going to remember it, though? Well, it might be um, some evil person who does something evil now. Maybe she did it deliberately. She might do. She could be a double agent, couldn't she? She, she could be working for the, po- be the evil though. powers of darkness. Yes, she is. But I just get visions of her, you know, finishing up cleaning, putting on her coat, getting the Going bus home. home. The forest holes opened all the time. Yeah, and then she goes home and she goes, oh, what's this Ow. puzzle piece? <laughs> oh, that puzzle piece. Throws it in the bin. <laughs> Meantime, blargogs are invading the earth. God. <laughs> Needs a bit of thinking no about it, to come back. Yeah, nowhere to come back to for poor grand. Well, they're through the forest holes, so presumably they're hopefully they landed in holographia. Hope so. Well, well, we'll find out. She's liable to follow them through, though, once she twigs, isn't she? Turns up with her mop and bucket. Viking tight ass with a mop and bucket. Ooh, I don't know. I'm looking forward well, to the next week now. I can hardly wait. Oh, before next week, we still have a horoscope to read. Yes, we've got Brian to do the stars. Uh, Brian, come on, you're needed. I had meant to ask. Has anyone commented on my star readings? No, not yet, Brian, but it's early days yet. You've only done a few. I suppose so. But I do have high hopes. Come on, Brian, get on and uh, read. You probably want to get out of these trousers anyway. They're probably pinching. Yeah, they look like they might be chafing in a few areas, Brian. Yeah, so hurry up and read. Anyway, Gerald might be going out tonight. Yeah, he might need his bands. Very well. Is my atmosphere ready? Your stars. By Mystic Brian. The week ahead could be tricky, as there is an unhealthy planetary alignment in the heavens. Mars and Jupiter vie for supremacy of the cosmos, and there could be some dirty work at the celestial crossroads. Anyway, let's get on with Capricorn. Avoid popcorn at the cinema at all costs. That troublesome bridge work you have been concerned about. And rightly so I might add. 
may not survive the onslaught of a full jumbo bucket. And anyway you should really consider missing that movie. I've heard it's rather poor. Midweek you will see a man off the telly. Oh, what's he called? He was in that thing with Dame Judy Dench a while back. Treat him with compassion for he's down on his luck just at the moment. Rather too fond of the falling down water I'm told. Your favorite wallpaper is flock. And your lucky material is a poly cotton mixture. Well, they're getting more bonkers every week, they are. <laughs> what do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Well, that's been another fun, jam-packed show of fun and frivolity and frolics, hasn't it? Madness and stuff that doesn't make sense and people yeah. with keys. And, and don't keys, forget... Yeah, do, yes, well, don't forget, of course, uh, we are currently... Um, we you get yourself over to Amazon, you can buy our first book, The Quester's Guide to Saving It. That is... No. <laughs> the yes. Quester's Guide to Saving It. Saving the world. No. <laughs> yeah. What, <laughs> I, I've got, I, I think I know what it is, yeah. The Quester's Guide to Saving the World... Brackets. No, no. The question. The question's guide, guide to saving it. The world that is. That's it. The question's guide to saving it. Brackets. The world that is. And anyway, if you followed that, you're better than we are. It's on Amazon. You can have a book that you can hold in your hand. Lovely paperback, beautiful cover for six ninety nine. Or you can get the ebook for two ninety nine. So, so go ahead and buy ahead. And leave us a review. Please review it. That yeah, would help us a lot. It would. And also, uh, if you'd like your own stars uh, delivered inimitably by Brian, the sage and seer, then just contact us via email on gcdontfly at gmail.com or just drop us a little note on uh, Twitter. Twitter and we'll do beep, one for beep. you. Yeah. That was me and tweeting. We, yeah, all right. Okay. <laughs> and with that... I think we've got to get out of here. We do, and we leave Brian to sit here with his bad, with his tight pants, and yeah. we'll see you next week. See you Bye. next week. Bye. Don't leave me here. My eyes are starting to water. <laughs>